Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man, Stevens, and Rob, the old guy. Yeah, from the famous Rob Charney show. And and, and Ryan, um, for some reason, he decided to take his ball and go home. Uh, I don't know. Wanna, he didn't want to play tonight, so. THC stays in breast milk for six weeks, study shows. Okay. JAMA Pediatrics highlighted research by Children's Hospital and Colorado experts. In a new study, researchers found that THC, the psychoactive component of marijuana, stays in breast milk for up to six weeks. Finding supports recommendations from the American Academy of Pediatrics, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists and the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine. There's to, an Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine? According to this article. Huh. Um, to abstain from marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding. Hmm. It's weird because I remember a decade or so ago when they finally, you know, the when the cat was out of the bag, really, when it came to getting weed, when everybody found out how easy it was to get. You know, I'm a, an 18-year-old with glaucoma type of thing. And yeah. I remember an acquaintance, uh, acquaintance, uh, his girlfriend was pregnant and, said, and she was puffing on, 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 you know, on the old Mary Jane. He said, Oh, the doctor said I take I could take a puff, uh, I could take a, a puff or two a day. Really? Yeah. And I, I remember thinking, you know, this is, uh, <laughs> this just, what, what, what type of, uh, well, he probably was a sixties, sixties child pot smoking doctor anyways. So. Sure. It was like, this is, <laughs> yeah. is, it, is this right. Dr. Bombay? I mean, yeah, who, I mean, who exactly is like, so this was kind of interesting when they said it found it. It was Dr. Leary, Timothy Leary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that was more than THC. Let me tell you that. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure. That's what's fine. Better than what I would be doing. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny too because I remember um, who was it? One of the women, one of women from Jersey Shore, Shore uh, was on a, a talk show. I was watching at one point and said the reason she kept she stopped drinking is her breast milk smelled, smelled like uh, sake bombs. Jesus! <laughs> Which my first thought was, how much were you drinking? Um, I thought it wow. was interesting. So we're gonna we brought up a really random topic. Topic. So we're gonna. Have you listened to our amazing sponsor? Today's show is brought to you by Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. They have online monthly game nights on Discord, so make sure you stop by their Facebook page for event times and dates. You can also grab a free quarantine version of the game straight off their website. Audacity, the unforgettable party game for mischievous people. Okay, so I had a question for you guys. Oh, good. It's got to be better than the last story I brought up. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, that's not hard to do. What the fuck is going on in China? <laughs> Tell me. I I've purposely decided so, not to listen to China. I've heard multiple things recently. So the Myanmar's revolution is going on. Oh, okay. And the Chinese government is basically killing them as quickly as they can. <laughs> and uh, but they're out. They killed fifty-one people. Uh, security forces, the Myanmar security forces killed 51 people who were torturing uh, factories on Sunday. And it's been going on for about six weeks, these protests, and now they've basically started opening fire on them and shooting them. And on top of that going on, 
there is a huge sandstorm I heard about blowing that. through China. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, are they just falling into decay right now with uh, basically apocalyptic going things going on and also a full-on revolution in which they're killing everyone? Wow. I know. That's uh, funny. I, I, yeah. you, you talk about all the crazy stuff happening. They just changed the voting rules in Hong Kong. So they're yeah. making Hong Kong more under the control of the communists. Oh, yeah. They've been working on that for years. Um, well, that just happened yeah. within the last couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, they, they keep every, – every year there's another step and another step, and that's why there's been so many riots going on because the people of Hong Kong go, no, 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 we don't want you to do this. I bet everybody who said the Brit- British should give up Hong Kong are like, oh, I think we made a mistake, man. Well, yeah, there was – there has well. certainly been some <laughs> some of that going – Hmm. Maybe that wasn't the best decision, but it's not like uh, Britain had much of a choice. Oh no, they didn't. Yeah, you know. So I would actually be interesting to see. There's a is it Dragon Force, the guitarist from Dragon Force, um, and I'm horrible with names. He's a Hong Kong British citizen, and that that's actually what his Wikipedia says. I would love to know, like somebody like him who has because of the British relationship with Hong Kong for a long time. I'd love to know that some, what somebody like him would have thought about all this if he'd be willing to. To speak, because a lot of these uh, people like that have family in Hong Kong, and, and that and anything they say, especially famous, ends up causing their relatives to get killed you or know, imprisoned. I, I have I have not talked to anybody who is uh, from Hong Kong <laughs> to say that. And all, what little bit I know is from the little bit of news that you get from it, but it from out, out of Hong Kong. But you know, from the get-go, there were a lot. Of, there was a lot of optimism about China taking over and what the possibilities they could do with, as far as China, uh, you know, as far as life in Hong Kong goes. Yeah. And it was. It always seemed to me like, uh, are you a bit optimistic as to what what's going to happen? Yeah, it may not happen tomorrow. May not happen next year. You got to remember the Chinese play the long game and it had always been their intentions to crack down on hong kong from the from the get-go they were just going to take their time in doing it and that's exactly what's going on they're just slowly but surely taking over control and it'll be this like the rest of the mainland and they're slowly dominating the rest of the world apparently now officially they have the world's largest navy (laughs) um from what i recently uh, read Uh, say they they still don't have the U.S. beat because we have, they may have more ships. We have ships. more tonnage. We have more tonnage. Basically, right. that means our ships are still bigger, and they're still having some technological issues, I heard, with a metallurgy. Yeah. But from the report I read, the guy said it's only a matter of time, and they also said some of the issues the U.S. has having is because nobody's been pumping money. They said a lot of the U.S. character uh, uh, carriers, and how much is true, they're saying they're on the verge of collapsing. Because we've just been overtaxing the living crap out of the carriers, and we have more carriers combined than the rest of the world. We, I think, we have seven, seven super carriers, six like the basically the giant, um, the giant carriers. I think we're the only country in the world that has them, if the at least that many of them. The British use smaller versions of the carriers, which they, the the ones I've seen, they're launching Harriers off of. Well, I think uh, eventually they're going to try to take over the world. 
Well, hopefully they're like pinky in the brain and they fail. Oh, I'm sure they will. <clears throat> that would be great. So this is an interesting article from the LA Times. Here's the headline. Deep sea Roombas will comb the ocean floor for DDT waste barrels near Catalina. The thing that surprised me that somebody decided to dump DDT off of Catalina, which is a tourist area. You think they would have dumped it somewhere else? I think they, there's been um, <clears throat> dumping of uh, chemicals and pesticides and all that for decades off of every coast. That just surprises me that the company wouldn't do it off of a coast that may not, you know, that little less I, famous. So if you were, look, were to look that up, look into that article more, did it, 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 DDT has not been made in the United States <laughs> in the last 30 years, as far as I know. So if, if they're saying they're finding barrels of DDT, it's from way, 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 way back. That's what, yeah. So basically it was an old, it was an old, let's see, an old dumping site. I'm trying to find the, the section of the article. Um, let's see. Public calls to action have intensified that the Times reports that the nation's largest manufacturer of DDT once dumped its waste in the deep ocean. As many as half a million barrels could still be underwater today, according to old records and recent UC Santa Barbara study that provided... The first real glimpse of this pollution bubbling 3,000 feet under the sea. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this is old. So in, this is old. That's, so, so mm. in theory, if the, if the barrels were treated correctly, like actually on the outside chemical, they're probably still safe. <laughs> uh, to some degree. I mean, salt water is super corrosive, but if yeah, you, you, you I, put the I right chem treat on it. <laughs> yeah, but, he, you know, again, you're talking about dumping of barrels. Millions of barrels. 30, 30 years plus, ago, yeah. right? So, and back then, they, they didn't care about coating the barrels. They just wanted to get rid of it. And the ocean has always been the dumping grounds. If you don't want it, just throw it in the ocean. It, you know, you don't see it. It's not there, right? That's, yeah. So. It just kind of surprised me. I mean, I know they've been dumping for years, but you thought, I always thought they would dump off of a spot that wasn't so famous. Like, you wouldn't dump off of the Santa Monica Pier. You wouldn't do it off of Catalina Island, which is famous for sailing. I just surprised, I don't know, I was just kind of shocked. I shouldn't have been. They just kind of thought, water, let's drop it. Yeah. That, that's this exactly this right. is true. It's not, they're, they're not exactly these people who are like, you know, probably intelligent because they were probably trying to dodge the law at the time. Yeah. So, John, do you still buy whiskey? <laughs> I haven't in a while, but I, uh, I do. I'm actually considering what my next bottle is going to be. So, have you thought about buying it recently? <laughs> no, why? Uh, because the exports between the U.S. and Britain, the tariffs are gone. The Britain sus suspended tariffs last December as a goodwill gesture. And so if you want to buy whiskey from the U.K., you might want to be doing it soon. So how exactly would I say be buying uh, a scotch whiskey or how would i do that there's a there was like a one eight hundred yeah pretty much go and look at uk whiskey companies and buy it like, i mean we have the internet john well i know but i mean is is there is there a uh, smart ass <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying i mean if you want scotch whiskey um, you might want to go and look at it right at this time. Well, I, I mean, I guess I, I guess, don't know how long they're going to keep it. I guess my question is, would be, is there some sort of like importer in it or do I have to have it imported 
You know, so I don't know. Is this a uh, well, if it's fire sale? From the UK, <laughs> you have to have it imported. I, I have to be honest. The idea of buying, buying a really good bottle of Scotch whiskey and just holding on to it is really appealing because good whiskey is meant to be saved. Um, so I don't buy super good. Whiskey, I'm just trying like to figure out so what was the reason behind the tariffs or the dropping of the tariffs. Uh, all I see is that it was done last December. So this December, 2020, um, they just say that uh, the Boeing and Airbus have reportedly been at the center of the trade dispute for the tariffs. It's finally been suspended as a goodwill gesture. I don't know. <coughs> oh, I, mean, I don't see right. anything other than that, other than it's a goodwill gesture. Maybe they're full of COVID, you know? Maybe, I don't know. They, maybe they <laughs> produce so much that they got to say something. They got to find an outlet uh, for it somehow. I'm right? thinking it's probably that is the <laughs> fact that, you know, it's. Oh my God! We got too much whiskey. We got to get those Americans yeah. to buy more right said, now. Said no Irish person ever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've 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 seen enough uh, Irish people in real life that. Um, yes, that's stereotypical. <laughs> but hey, what was the old? What was There's the? What nothing was wrong with a good drop of Irish whiskey? Don't that. I have to admit though, like, because right now my favorite bottle of is a, of bourbon is uh, Buffalo Trace. It's like anywhere between thirty five to forty dollars for. I bet that's not uh, Scottish. Uh, no, <laughs> it's Canadian, like <laughs> Buffalo Trace. It's, I think it's Kentucky Straight. But it's uh, like good. It's Kentucky like, bourbon. That's right. We got to buy you a it's, buy American. It's like thirty five to forty dollars a bottle for seven hundred fifty milliliters, and it's actually a pretty. Oh, that's a cheap shit. I'm stuffed. Sorry. Well, that's one of the reasons it actually got high. It got a lot of good, uh, good reviews for being a cheap, uh, a standard whiskey for, yeah. for a higher end whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I'm always, I'm always looking for an alcohol, like a, a whiskey or a scotch whiskey that is meant to share. You know, I was thinking about the Russians, you know, they just, they're not into whiskey cause they went, can't wait that long. <laughs> I mean, alcohol's there. We got to drink it now. I mean, we're not going to wait. We'll let it they, they, what? Let it age in an old barrel for 20, 30 years. You guys out of your mind. It's good stuff. Drink it now. They've got potatoes. They've got apples. Hey, you you know, can make vodka out yeah, of anything. Anything. That's right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're basically but, making prison Bruno. <laughs> yeah. But John, yeah, go ahead and look at some whiskey. Get some good ones. <clears throat> Well, have to look in that at yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to if if I can't wait to hear this. Trying to get James to hang out with you and in, in, in real life, here's I buy a bottle of something. So, uh, hey, John, did you, uh, I heard you got a bottle. Hey, you know, I, gotta, I don't really drink much. I'm gonna go have to go online Neither with Bevmo here. Here, Bevmo, let's see what they've got on sale. Let's see if they have a Scottish whiskey on sale at Bevmo. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to find. I'm thinking if you probably buy it from like ah. one of the actual whiskey companies. Wait, wait, they they actually have a wait. Oh, come on, back, back here. I I want to do in, insert Jeopardy theme song here. I don't want to get sued. Otherwise, Irish be... spirits. They do. They ah. have a sale. They call it Lucky Brews. It's probably close. That's probably because it's close to St. Patty's Day. Yeah, but it's probably a great it's probably a great time to be dropping the price down on it as you have cheap tariffs and St. Patty's Day coming up. That's right. They've got everything going for them. If if it wasn't if it wasn't for the fact that my 
my wife would be mad if I right now if I bought a hundred and twenty dollar bottle of alcohol. <laughs> um, uh, which, which, which I can't blame her. What means you got to tell her? <laughs> yeah, like that ever goes well. Yeah, like how much is? Never mind. I'm not going. That, that, I don't want to start. That 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 uh, go that that really goes well when you when, when you know then she goes in the step stool finds where I keep my alcohol and says what's you just call your wife short. <laughs> let's let's be honest well, i'm taller jonathan yes. i'm taller than like 95 percent of people out there i've only and had full i've met people my but, life but you gotta keep your you gotta keep your alcohol out of your wife's reach too <laughs> actually it's the only place my son technically can't climb uh, all right, all that's right. that's <laughs> that's actually the reason why i Good placed recovery. it there because because honestly it's a pain in the ass for me to get to it so i'm not quite sure the benefit of 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 keeping it there to keep my wife out of drinking i haven't looked at the price of whiskey for a long even though being married to me is probably a good reason to start hell this being related to you is making me wanting to start i can help you with that i got some i got some matter of fact would you like some gin i got some gin i haven't really had yeah you can keep the gin you're you're the one who wanted to try that so I did. Now I'm trying to get rid of it. My, my gin days are over with. Now the Jameson <laughs> Irish whiskey is on sale at Bevmo. Maybe they'll sponsor us if I keep talk, saying Bevmo enough. Or get a cease and desist <laughs> order. I don't know. Or maybe you can try playing, you know, drinking that and playing our sponsor's Audacity. <laughs> That's right. And a little social lubricant with a social game that, could be a lot of, of fun. Is that part of the game? I mean, you've, I, I, have, I haven't unfortunately I'll, played their game, so I'll, I don't know. I'll have to ask them if there's a drinking card. That's right. <clears throat> have to see. If, if, if there's not... Maybe there's a way we can get a mad trio like card in there that says, you know, drink, have, have one drink. Listen to the mad trio podcast. Damn. I need a drink after that show. <laughs> I, you know, unfortunately <laughs> for me, you know, I was looking at all these different, there's just some good deals going on whiskey. I assume right now I don't buy whiskey, but I never really had that great of a taste bud for elk on alcoholic beverages, whatever it may be. I know that with a good whiskey, it's, smoother and supposedly goes down a little bit easier than the cheaper stuff and i, I guess i gotta understand that the only person i ever knew good enough to be able to tell the difference between different different drinks was my wife yeah that that, that was amazing that i can i can unbelievable i can tell you the difference on cigars um I, like you well, cigars cigars yes, i can cigars tell. i could do too and i'm like i'm not I'm even talking about like like you know swisher sweets to <laughs> like my favorite 60 dollar cigar you know like but within that within price ranges from you know you it, it's super easy to tell alcohol i don't i can't tell i usually go on review sites and i'll look up like buffalo trace i looked up but said this is good you know go on three or four and everybody about gave it a really good rating for <laughs> for how cheap it is <clears throat> and I'm trying to be positive. Well, real, really speaking, thirty to thirty-five, thirty-five to forty dollars a bottle is in within the yeah. price range of most bottles of Jack Daniels, which everybody for some reason loves. I'm not a big yeah. Jack Daniels fan. I can't. I'm over Jack Daniels, and I'm over also. Uh, I've been over Maker's Mark since the moment I ever drank it. <laughs> I used to like I used to like cooking with uh, with a maker's mark, but I could never get into it. The the, the bottles are kind of cool, but other than yeah. that, yeah, the bo- it, it's the you're buying an expensive bottle. I mean, let me put it that way. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I don't. 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I unfortunately not being not really being a drinker at all. I mean, I ever. I really don't know a whole lot about alcohol, and I'm realizing by looking at the site, looking at all these different whiskeys, that I don't know anything different. But you know, okay, so maybe a seventy-five dollar bottle of whiskey is much better than a twenty-five dollar bottle of whiskey. I guess. Uh, uh, so this is what I've learned, and from it, that may not be the case. So what I'll I'll do is I'll look up, I'll find a bottle on like Bevmo, and I'll research. I'll do YouTube view, uh, YouTube, uh, from your viewers. I'll do websites. And some of these like higher end bottles of alcohol do not get as good as reviews as the cheaper ones. Like Buffalo Trace got a really good review for being uh, fairly inexpensive and being uh, a really good flavored whiskey. So that's the part that surprised me. High end price does not necessarily mean high end taste. I couldn't necessarily tell the difference because I'll drink an old fashioned, you know, and that has simple syrup. And, and it also depends if with well, my simple syrup is flavored. A mixed drink. Yeah. Now you got a whole different other things that you're adding in the flavors yeah. into them. And because that's one of the reasons that surprised me with mixed drinks. Like if you do a Demerara simple syrup, which is a little bit more molasses-y, um, it brings up different tones versus if you do a standard white sugar, a simple syrup, it brings up a different flavors. Or if you bring up like a more natural sugar, like a sugar in the raw, it has a little bit of molasses in it and it, it not as much as Demerara, but it, it also changes. <laughs> you might as well be talking I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, this is part of my, this is like part of the experiment. Me, I me keep having going fun. because I'm sure there's somebody's going to stumble across their show and say, Hey, that guy knows what he's talking about. Now they're going to say that bastard's lying. Uh, Cause I, you know, I don't know a dang thing. I, I'm being right up front. I don't know <clears> anything. So, so this year, one year ago on my Facebook page, I was commenting how it's funny how people were telling people of what stores have toilet paper. I completely forgot of the mad dash for toilet paper, how everybody I know was literally texting each other. Wanting or, to know what store had yeah, toilet paper. Say okay. like, Hey, uh, uh, Safeway over there. They have TP quick grab, you know, grab me a roll. Could you, I'm all out. I'm using t-shirts over here. You know, I, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't, you know, <laughs> um, hopefully they burn those afterwards. Jeez. <laughs> well, they're probably, yeah. Um, I was just, that, that always surprises me what things actually start disappearing. Like that one year when it was, oh, was it anthrax? People were buying duct tape and, uh, <laughs> and, and plastic, plastic wrap, wrap. trying to enclose yeah. their homes. And oh, I was yeah, like, I remember, that. Yeah. I, I remember thinking it's like, or, or, or like, like a six months from now, are we just going to find a bunch of homes for sale because people asphyxiated themselves? <laughs> I don't know. Um, which, if you're wondering today, it might be possible because homes are built tighter airflow wise and ever in and then in the first world countries than any than any time before it. Oh, absolutely! Like if you go the to name like of efficiency, like if you go to Nicaragua, for example, they have the you know their homes aren't as tight. Um, flow airflow wise, there's gaping right. holes and yada yada, and it varies from state to state as well. Yeah, so yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. So. Did you guys hear that April 1st, California theme parks will be able to open again? Completely? For limited visitors. It's like 25%. And, isn't it? Uh, but they are going only for California residents. So you so can't they're go. They're going to be open. But they're going to be hanging signs outside 
that say for California residents only. I, I have to be honest. Really? If I had free time, I would totally go. They're going to try to enforce this. Now, they're not exactly sure how they're going to completely enforce this. Oh, you mean unlike voting, you might have to ask yeah. your driver's license? Yeah. Well, they're saying that um, the restrictions around... Uh, they're saying that they're going to only have certain people who could buy tickets <laughs> and that they're going to try to keep it that way and <sighs> have it as tickets are only reserved online. So I know, I know following and along with gonna it, use, they're going to use geocoding and GPS data to determine where the park visitors live. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I always said that Disney was on the dark side. Well, here's a new yeah. business for us. Let's start up a thing. We've got California IPs. And they must so, uh, do valid government-issued photo ID for admission. Just, oh, there you go. I was going to say, right. just what I wanted the, the, the mouse to say, freeze, you're under arrest. <laughs> you know, well, have, It's going to be saying papers, show me your papers. Yeah, show me your papers. I, I wish I could do like that. Badges. I wish I could do. Uh, Let me show you no stinking badges. I wish I could do like a Mickey sound, like, you know, a Mickey, uh, a voice. Cause my only thought was it'd be like a Russian going, uh, um, need your papers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, this is going to be interesting. I can't, going to be, how in the world can they actually, now I know they're private hey, property. They're probably can own, they, can, can yeah. they actually deny you, uh, deny you access based on your the state you live in? Apparently so. Yeah. I'm kind of curious to see, uh, this is going to be a lawsuit about this. I'm actually, I'm kind of curious to see how this goes. Cause I actually agree. I, I think Disney needs to open their parks considering how much money they're actually losing. Cause Disney is effing expensive. I don't care about Disney. I care about their employees. Well, let I me, want yeah. their employees so, to work. Let, let me put it this way. If Disney doesn't open, their employees don't get to work. If, exactly. You know, so that's, yes. I, I just don't. I just don't see, I don't know. I'm curious to see how this is going to go. The other thing is, is there going to be, uh, I'm assuming there's going to be a mask mandate. Are they going to have people randomly throughout the park mask checking? Because I did hear somewhere at some point saying Disney's doing is like the only time you can have your mask off is when you're eating, period. Mm -hmm. Out and about, open, th you know, whatever, on rides, have to have a mask. Okay. <clears throat> I so are right. they going to have people enforcing it? And are they going to give you like a, a, um, sure. a Disney demerit? Three strikes, you're out. <clears throat> Mickey will come and throw you out of the park. <laughs> like, you know? like Uncle Phil from Fresh Pensabella, Bel Air. <laughs> yeah, out you go. I mean, they do have they do have their own law enforcement division. They do search people. Yeah, they yeah. Do. and they have a, they have a jail. <laughs> so. They have my anal cavity. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit that would be hilarious. You know, you're in there, so you're in the Disney jail, and and uh, uh, Goofy's the screw walking up and down the block. <laughs> I've got a story. Uh oh, I don't know where the Wayback Machine is, but uh, yeah, oh man. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm almost afraid to share this story. Back in the day, let's just say this was in the '60s. And I wasn't there. I don't, I have no firsthand knowledge about this, but had a friend who liked his psychedelics quite a bit. All right. He, he, he liked to take psychedelics. And one of the favorite things to do was to take psychedelics at Disneyland. 
because it's the most wonderful place in the world and how much fun can it be? So (laughs) this guy was so burnt out from psychedelics. He didn't have a particularly good trip. And apparently he uh, was climbing around on things that he shouldn't have been climbing around on. And the, (laughs) and the Disney police came and arrested him and threw him in jail. And he's busy telling me the story. And he says, you got to understand it through my eyes. He says, I swear to God, the Keystone cops came out and arrested me. <laughs> he oh, said they're all dressed as Keystone cops. He said, Keystone cops came and arrested me and they threw me in a jail. And there was Goofy there yelling at me. And he was going on and on about it. And uh, he, had a, he had to get some friends to come and bail him. <laughs> Basically, what happens is the LAPD comes out and, and uh, if depending on how Disney wants the press charges or not, you know, you either what what amount of time you spend in the actual uh, LAPD jail or not. I, I have to admit, that's not how this story was going to, I thought it was going to go, because I was thinking he went on It's a Small World and <laughs> then, then started having palpitations, because let's be honest, yeah. that ride on LSD's got to be scary, because those little devils all going, da-da-da-da-da-da, you know. Yeah, I would imagine it would be, but no, this was more about the actual being arrested, <laughs> and the, I think the funniest story is, like, you know, I was arrested by the, the Keystone, Keystone cops. cops. <laughs> Honestly, so that, it's a, so, so for everybody younger than James and I, and and maybe Ryan. Did you do want to explain what the cue the Keystone cops? Oh are? my goodness! Okay, well they actually started back in the silent days of movies, and they 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 were a group of comedians dressed in um, old Lunch. copper uniforms from back in New York, and they would run around in these old Model A's and Model T's and run around and arrest people, and it was a they were known as Keystone cops because. They were always running in circles and running around each other and yeah. running around the cars and, and all of that. And they weren't really doing anything more than doing that. And uh, it was uh, humorous. Humorous <laughs> back in the life, so. <laughs> so that being said, we got another break. <laughs> Do you want to keep up to date on the maddest of the mad at the Mad Trio podcast? Check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to themadtrio.com. But it was pretty funny to be and be told by somebody that you know was actually <laughs> did it back in the in the day. We'll say yeah, <laughs> late late '60s, early '70s. That would have been. So he was enjoying the Technicolor Rainbow at Disney. I that does not sound like fun, to be completely honest. I have no idea. I've I always heard that people did it. He he claimed it. He had a couple of good experiences there until he had a very bad experience, and of course was welcome not to come back. Because is he you, <laughs> it, the world? Do you, do you talk to I said person if at all? He's like on a band. Like, is it a lifetime band? Yeah. Is it a- my understanding, unfortunately, he died young. Can you guess from what? You know, he, he drug overdose. But the uh, mouse got him. Um, but yeah, he said, "Yeah, I'm a band for life." From Disney World, it was or Disneyland. I, so I have it to, was kind of like sad. I have to admit, it would be funny if like fifty years go by, he tries to go in. I'm sorry, you're banned, you know. Tries to take his kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, Daddy, the kids why can't can go in, but you can't. It's like, Daddy, why can't I go into Disneyland with you? <laughs> I'll tell you when you wrote your Well, son, <clears throat> back in the day, <laughs> Dad, Dad did something really bad. Daddy was on something called lethargic acid. And um, <laughs> Mickey, Mickey said, no, no. And I... I can't go back in. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so a uh, little but, but, bit of humor and everything. In but there. the son, the worst case was having Goofy do the anal cavity search. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awkward. <laughs> Especially okay, with those big gloves. moving along. <laughs> <laughs> Got off oh, on a tangent man. on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but no, it's all your fault because you brought up Disneyland is <laughs> only allowing California residents. <laughs> uh, and I'm, you know, we got back to trying to figure out how they're going to enforce that. And so, yeah, it's interesting that they want to. I mean, I'm why? glad that they want to reopen, but I mean, I, I understand why. Pent up California demand first. That's I, I think. I think what they're doing is because Disney. Because remember, a couple of years ago, they had an outbreak of what wasn't Legionnaires' disease. It was something else. <clears throat> because somebody else coming from out of country. Oh yeah. So I think what they're doing is because there's so many people from so many different, even worldwide that come there, they're trying to limit the possibility of outbreaks. So if you have people from California only come, it's a way of getting income from the park and the employees, but with trying to minimize the amount of exposure risk. I, well, yeah, I kind of figured that. But. So, so the question is, does it, the, the article talk about is, is Disney World in Florida limiting it? Limiting. It did not speak of Disney World. World. It just yeah, because, said, you know, it's talking about uh, just the theme parks in California, which would be the Six Flags and the Universal and Farm. yeah, Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm. But it didn't it just said that they're going to try to keep it as California residents only. Wow. And that they're going to try to enforce that, which I'm like, that's going to be a pain in the ass to enforce. But yeah, not only that, I'm don't, I mean, I could understand saying, okay, if you're from the United States, you can come, uh, but because, because you have to make my understanding now is you've, you basically have to make reservations to go to the park. You just can't show yeah. up walk yeah. in right you have to have reservations yeah. to go to the park and then on top of that when you get there you have to show a valid form of government id which you know photo id which you know passport or um driver's, driver's license, license i'm sure right. so i can understand yeah. saying all right so we're not going to let anybody from outside the united states come in but to actually say you could only be from california I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I'm a little surprised on that. Um, so I'm actually at disneyworld.disney.go.com. <laughs> and according to this, it says all four Walt Disney World theme parks and Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park are now open. Oh, um, interesting. We are committed to responsible reopening, and we have made some important updates based on guidance from the health authorities, such as the CDC and others. Um. Let's see. So basically, there are open. They they do have. Um, when you're arriving, there's temperature screenings. Guests will undergo a temperature screening prior to uh, park entry, based on guidance from the CDC. Security screening. Uh, uh, see, security screening has been modified to reduce contact between cast members and guests to help expedite the guests to carry their own bags and blah blah blah. Like I went there with a. Oh, on, how dare you have to carry your own bags? I went there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I went there with a, uh, uh, on my honeymoon. And they had people going elbow deep in the women's purses and backpacks. And, you know, so I'm kind of curious on what do you mean, like they literally can't bring certain things in. So what they also, do, so they were searching. Yeah. So example, the woman brought her purse and say, okay, they'd open their purse, take a look at it. You know, it's if there was something suspicious, like a bag that's okay. I need you to unzip it. Can we take a look at it? Um, you also couldn't take selfie sticks. So there were things that we're looking for that oh, were banned okay. from the park. All right. Um, 
Nah, so, selfie sticks should be banned anyways. Yeah. It doesn't. Well, they are handy. It doesn't look. They can be. It doesn't look. I don't <laughs> yeah. see anything regarding um, what they can and can't like being. So from right Florida now, only. from what you're seeing, it looks like Disney's. Open. Yeah, they're open. I'm assuming they're 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 reduced because that would make. Yeah, sense. because you have to make reservations, and they're going to say, "Sorry, the park is full I, for that day." I did hear that Disney's also getting rid of their their yearly passes. Hmm. Uh, I've heard a couple things recently that basically because Disney's just parks are getting more expensive. So they're like getting rid of the giving discounts and, and hoping more people will come. Okay. Wow. I doubt they're getting, they're probably raising the prices and making it more special. Disney's gotten tremendously more expensive. It was, ex- oh, my honeymoon was not cheap. I cannot imagine running any theme park and I don't care what it is as being an inexpensive venture these days between yeah. can you imagine what the insurance load alone must be for running a park like that i i wouldn't be surprised if most of it is insurance <laughs> yeah i mean uh, slip and, it's and fall be, oh who, i broke my leg at disneyland i'm suing i mean who covers disney by the way like lloyd's of london probably or or, or they may self-insure as far as i know but, <laughs> so you know that's that's funny it's the Dis- disney insurance agency <laughs> that's right Mc- Mickey Insurance. I can hear it. It's just going to be at the announcements on the monorail. Hi, welcome to Disney Insurance, the greatest place on earth. <laughs> hey, you know, they might. Please keep your arms and legs inside the insurance agency at all times. Can you imagine what it costs just having those parks sitting there idle? <coughs> I mean. So, yeah. I did read the beginning last year. I don't know how much is true, but I read that Disney gets most of their money from the operations of the parks, even though they're a giant mega corporation. I've heard the parks or a, a giant chunk of revenue. I'm sure. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, $5 drinks, $20 cheer, uh, oh, cheeros. Yeah, if you're going to go to Disneyland or Disney world, it's not a cheap ticket, man. I do have to say though, a tip, if they still do this by the, by the time they're reopening, you can actually pre buy all your meals. I don't know. It sounds ridiculous, but at least you know how much you're going to pay. So you, you get on one package, you get like breakfast, lunch, and dinner and like a snack. And that, that, that's awesome because then at least you know how much you're paying. <laughs> you can do that all up front. And, and, and actually, even um, years ago when we used to go, I believe you could buy those packages through the hotel. If you were staying within the park, you could buy those packages through the hotels and have meals at the different hotels already bought oh, as yeah. a package. <clears throat> and uh, the, 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 <clears throat> the weirdest thing about Disney was the last time I was there. They have these Disney bands, and these Disney bands were like the access to the park, access to your, yeah, hotels Mm -hmm. to your room, to your hotels, and you could, it act as a credit card, it act as everything, which was interesting, but the thing I did find out after researching after the fact is it's basically a, like a long range RFID, and they have antennas all over the park. They can actually track you all over the park, and they'll say, oh yeah, the California Pariah is is right by the Tilt-A-Whirl puking, you know? So, right. Um, that, where everybody is that, time, yeah. that surprised me. Like how much tech is in with a park where they're tracking people. And that, that was a number of years ago. Can you imagine what it would have been like if the park's been open? What it must be like now they, they've got to know exactly. Now they just go. put chips right inside your body. Yeah. That's the deal. You just gotta, you know, <laughs> Do you ever, oh, what was it? Is it the castle? There's this, this movie with the, the guy who, uh, who played the Highlander and in one of the movies, Lambert? they yeah, Christopher Lambert, and it's basically this this prison, and they it, they stick this thing way up their nose, and it like launches up, latches onto their uh, brain, 
And like in part of the movie, you you dial like the the prisoner number, and you can actually watch through their eyes. Oh, through how TV great sets. is that? That's... So that that's that's what they're doing. Mickey wow. wants to know if you're doing something fishy. Oof. Okay. Keep it off the adult channel when you're in the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there is an adult channel at Disneyland no, hotels. Probably. <laughs> after so, after some of the stuff I've accidentally found on Reddit revolving Disney, it's got to exist because oh, it's geez. it's the old uh, was it Rule Thirty Two or Forty Two or whatever it is. <laughs> okay, I don't know. You got me all screwed up now. <laughs> I can never remember. Rule Thirty Two. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, something like that. Anyways, um, <laughs> so speaking of like financial conglomerates, a uh, physicist financial experiment netted him $300,000 from credit card rewards. Oh, I read about this guy. <laughs> he, he went around I making love big... this guy. Yeah. He went around he making... Made a... Six point four million in credit card charges. <laughs> but he paid it all off and got all those rewards that equaled around three hundred thousand dollars in credit card rewards. Right. And then the IRS said, Hey, um, we want some of this. Yeah, he didn't uh didn't and the court said no. <laughs> so the IRS got nothing. Got nothing. Yeah, he, they, they wanted to claim that that was uh, undisclosed income. So, like, what type yeah. of awards did he get? Like, like trips and food, or to get like? Uh, no. So what it came out to be is they had the uh, some of it was American Express with their five percent at grocery stores and pharmacies. Um, so he spent uh, six. Six, uh, $6,500 on that. And then, you know, $1 coins from the U.S. Mint. So he went and bought single coins so that there were no shipping charges. So there's where all the Sacagaweas went. <laughs> yeah. He bought used <clears throat> gift cards and then did that and bought money orders with those. <laughs> And just kept on doing all these little things. And then uh, uh, $500 transactions that got him 5% and yielded him $25 out of that. It's like one of those so, super couponers. Yeah, but he's a, hold on, let me pull up. He's an experimental physicist. So he just decided one day that he wanted to see if he could make money, a good amount of money with these rewards. And so he went on this whole thing and just got, just put together this whole thing and made all this money <laughs> off these rewards. And the IRS is like, uh, excuse me. Yeah, we want our you cut. Do that. And some court said, actually yes, turned the can. IRS. I, wow. I love the fact that now there's there's actual Judas, you know, there's a, what is it, Judas. <sighs> A ruling on it? Yes, there's there's a rule that yeah about yeah, how yeah, the, the IRS is limited on what they can actually withdraw taxes from. Uh, that'll be challenged. I, I got to I got to, I guarantee you the IRS is going to challenge that one. They don't like losing. <laughs> and by the way, IRS, if you're listening, I hope you win. I have you know I love the IRS. You know it's funny. No, I hope they lose. Now now, let me <laughs> ask a question because I'm a little confused. Uh, on this he goes around and he he buys you have to to get these rewards let me see 
What's, what card do I have that has the rewards? I think the only thing I've got is like a Sam's Club card, right? You buy enough things at Sam's Club, at the end of the year, you get back, you know, 1.0005% of your purchase back, something like that. So, um, but I actually physically have to buy things. So how does this guy, I mean, if you're going to spend that kind of money, you physically have to buy things. Was he just then turning around, returning them? Because I, I think there's stipulations that you've, Got it. No, no. I think he actually bought these things. So he actually went and bought um, everything. And but he got. What do you the, have a grant like to do this? I mean, uh, either that. I don't know. I mean, well, he, as far as I know, he had it on his credit card. So this guy's got to be one of the best paid <laughs> paid physicists I've ever heard of. Either that or yeah. he. No, you know what it was? He got all this money from uh, GameStop stock. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, you had your two days to get make that money. Uh, so, so he bought six million dollars worth of six and a half million. I, additional okay. question: I don't know. He didn't Wait. have he didn't have a Capital One card, <laughs> so oh, probably not. I, I, I want to know the credit card because did he have that that? Well, American Express has got that black card. Well, you don't even you can sign up for him because I. I get the offers all the time. Sign up for this American Express card. You get 5% back. I don't know. Well, I don't just, know. You, you get all these points from them for spending X amount of dollars. You get these points. Well, it's not that, but it's putting like $6 million on a credit card. I mean, it, did he have that, that, that American Express card that has no limit? Oh, no, 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 almost, no. But almost nobody takes from it. From what I read of that article, and I'm, it's, it, it, this was a few weeks ago, he he was, it wasn't just one card. It was multiple. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, um, he was buying and selling. He was being very creative on how he, how he did it. I have a feeling the terms of service are going to change when the IRS visits the credit card companies. I, but that brings up a good point. I mean, if you're one of these wealthy people and you put everything on these credit cards and now you're getting all these points back, you know, so now, now the rich are getting even richer. It's like, it sounds the like the more money you spend, the more you make. It sounds like the old mob yeah. days of Vegas from the story I've heard. Ah, you lost a thousand dollars. Give them a, comp them a free drink and a, and a open up and let them have a couple of meals. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he got the six and a half million dollars to run this experiment. Oh. I, I have oh. no idea. The hmm. stimulus. <laughs> yeah, he took he took his stimulus money and turned it into $6 million. By the way, if there's anybody out here that wants to give Old Guy Tech TV and tr the Mad Trio podcast, you know that, that stimulus money to, to say or do whatever, I'm open. I'll say whatever you want. I just need a six-figure check, and I'll say anything is, as long as it's, it's, it's not racist. If you want me to say Biden's a great president, I will do it. Yeah, you know, I'm also taking a donation. I really want this Henry Lever Action 410. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys want to start my GoFundMe page, as yeah. soon as you keep the there, IRS there you go. And do, do, do they have a phase out of it? Do they have a Henry and, and, and 4570? Probably. I got a 3030, so now I want a 4570. Yeah, you want to be. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Well, since I can't get the, 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 the firearm I really want, I mean, not only, not only is it not legal in the state of California, my wife would frown on me spending that much money on a firearm to begin with. Cause let's be honest, what am I going to do with a Barrett lightweight 50 in the state of California and no property? What are you going to do with one anyway? I mean, hang it on the wall at, you know, at $15 a round. 
Yeah, hanging on the wall is about all you're going to do. I'm also taking donations of the <laughs> S&W 500. <laughs> And rounds to come with it. That's right. California, right. I don't care. Shut up, California. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I uh, next time I see you, I'll throw pennies at you. There's a donation. Hmm. So, did everybody remember the, the turn your clocks ahead? Uh, the question. Why would we have to remember anymore? Yeah, we don't do it automatically. Well, because I still have analog. <laughs> That's uh, your trick. fault. <laughs> Oh, I haven't switched my microwave if that makes you feel any better. <laughs> Actually, my car doesn't do it automatically. Oh, so I, I had to hit a couple of buttons Youngsters. to make my... Youngsters. Youngsters. <laughs> you, well, Brian's not here, and he's the youngest of he's all of us. He's the youngest of all. Well, you know, here it is, local time, quarter till, and it, the sun's out. And we haven't seen that in quite a while, so. Yeah, and this, this may become <laughs> the new normal at some point. Yeah, if, if fat chance. What is, There's got to be a lobby that's making money on is, keeping. Is big time is really trying to stop. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I mean, it's not, you know, we, we got to keep those farmers working longer, you know, because they need more daylight because there isn't such a thing as headlights anymore. <laughs> Actually, you know, you know what it is? It's because those farmers don't have the rights to, uh, to legally repair their tractors. So they need that time so they can actually you know because their headlights are obviously broken because they can't legally replace the bulbs because it's against the terms of service oh you know what oh so this is actually smoking over there believe it or not this is actually (laughs) something he's right there is something true if you take a look all of the united states there's uh laws trying to pop up called right to repair like for example john deere tractors um wait i have you don't uh certain john deere tractors or john deere (laughs) tractors you don't actually have a legal right (coughs) to repair them there's a youtube video somewhere where a guy is actually using hacked software to fix his tractor because in order to to, to fix it you have to have it towed or trailered to a john deere repair and it's just super expensive parts aren't available etc that's one of the reasons i've heard that older tractors are actually getting a premium because you can fix them in some ways. Yeah. When I read that article, okay. it's been a few years ago now when we got, we actually discussed this. Um, it had to do with leased tractors in most big farms and big farm conglomerates. They don't buy their, their tractors. They lease their tractors. And through the leasing standard agreements is that, you know, you cannot repair these. They must be repaired by an official, all right, we're saying John Deere, but it could be Macy Ferguson. It could be Case. It could be whomever out there, Kubota, Uh, doing the same thing where, you know, if it's a leased tractor and there's something that needs repaired, it needs to be repaired by an, an, an official repair person whatever that may be but this is also regarding cell phones um for example apple if i remember correctly went after a third a third party at some point in time who are fixing their phones so this is regarding basically anything in europe i recently read they're supposed to have so many years worth of repair parts and have to be there's laws regarding right to repair so this is something that's going to come up because most stuff nowadays is designed to be tossed um, when I had my MacBook battery, uh, battery, excuse me, my MacBook keyboard, uh, the space bar broke. They had to replace the entire top, which included the battery. You know, so that's 
that was part of the deal. So it just, there's no way to repair. It's not like the 1950s when everything was designed to be fixed, usually by a kid in the field, you know? Yeah. You, you know, it's funny. We listen to, uh, my wife and I listen to old time radio almost every evening. And we were listening to a dragnet, uh, the, show the TV one, the TV repair man one. That's a good episode. It's a good episode where, you know, there was a scam going around with TV repair companies or people or whatever, maybe going around saying that, oh, you know, your whatever is broken and we have to take the set in to be repaired and it's going to cost you $50 when it's a $2 tube or a $1.50 tube. And uh, it was a very interesting episode. And that just reminded me, I was thinking back, man, that's when you could call the repairman to repair anything. You had the TV repairman, you had the... Oh, the, uh, um, for, for the women, probably one of the biggest one was the singer sewing machine repair person used to come out and have to come out and fix singer sewing machines because they, you know, there's all these gears and levers and everything's and you'd have the, the singer sewing machine guy come out and fix that singer sewing machine and all that stuff. So it's, it's kind of interesting. What surprised me not too long ago is we have a set of Kenmore. Yes, believe it or not. Kenmore uh, is my s- service brand. Well, because Kenmore isn't really part of Sears anymore. And well, Sears doesn't exist. They, well, that's partly the point, I guess. But we had the repairman to come out and, and um, repair uh, our dryer. wasn't working right, and uh, I had assumed that the guy was going to say, "Okay, the board's broken. I'm going to have to send away for the board. I need the number. You're going to be without the dryer for, you know, 6 weeks while the part comes in. I'll come back out." Because we've had other things repaired, and that's basically the way it's been done because they don't actually repair anything anymore. They just everything's just throw away, pop in, throw away, order and type of. He actually said, "No problem. I can fix this." One got a soldering gun or soldering iron. <laughs> Yeah, really? Yeah, he really did. He got a soldering iron and got out his meter and looked at the board and did a few things and soldered a few things and popped it back in and it's still working today. And that was well over two years ago. Cat's alive. I've never seen that. That's amazing. Can you believe that? And I I was just absolutely floored. And yeah, he was an older guy and he said, yeah, I can fix this. Oh, that's why. He's an older guy. He's he's an older guy who knows what he's doing. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly what the problem was. So (laughs) reminds me of the old story about Y2K. When, uh, you know, cause all, nobody knew how to fix a cobalt programming. So they, they hired other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cobalt. I met a guy who, uh, it, the old story is they, they asked him to come back to work and he said, how many zeros are you giving me to do it? <laughs> they opened the checkbook. I was in the tech world at that point in time. And, uh, before Y2K, when all of a sudden they started realizing there could be a problem with a lot of these, it had to do with the fact that. If you didn't know what, if, first of all, do you, if your audience doesn't know what Y2K is, they're too young. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling they're not allowed to listen to yeah, this podcast. they're too young to this podcast. But, but at the point was when they were, we were writing programs back then, we only put the year as a two-digit. So it was 1995, or it was 1985, or it was 1998. So all the numbers in the coding programs were, you know, ending in 98s or 85s or whatever it may be. And so all of a sudden now, when the the year 2000 rolled around, it was going to be 00. So everybody was freaked out. The computers were going to think that, no, it wasn't the year 2000, that it was going to be 1900. (laughs) That was the assumption. Mm -hmm. And nothing would work. 
So uh, most of the legacy software that was running at the time was written in COBOL, the COBOL language. Uh, I even did some of it myself. And so that's most how of, old it is. Most, most, that's right. <laughs> and so most of the COBOL, by the time this year 2000 rolled around, most of the COBOL engineers were all retired or done, dead, finished, dead, whatever yeah. it may be. And all of a sudden they realized they didn't know how to write these legacy COBOL programs. Nobody knew how to do it. So they were, they were scouring the country looking for anybody still alive that knew how to code in COBOL. Every COBOL engineer that I knew was making big bucks. I mean, for back then, huge dollars. They said, yeah, no problem. I'll come out of retirement and making, you know, five, six, seven times their amount of money in a month than they than normally would have. It was just amazing. And come to find out for 98% of all programs, none of it would have been affected. Y2K was hilarious, at least in the, the small yeah. town that we're from. This podcast is actually broadcasted in. Is I knew a number of people who legitimately thought it was going to go back to like the 1530s. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm not exactly sure why they thought why well, they went that that far back. Yeah, it's like okay, I I, 19 because the guys talk. The, the, this particular guy is talking about man. I'm buying a bunch of swords. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna get some armor. I remember thinking your guns aren't gonna work either. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I I remember thinking or at least asking. So somehow the the last in your case 600 years of metallurgy yeah. chemistry all is, away. is somehow gonna go away. That's like right. all of a sudden the books are gonna be blank. Well, you know there were people thinking the cars weren't gonna run. That you know, I, I, that everything was going to just electronically wise was just going to stop running. My car would have stopped yeah. working now. The car I had back then would not have stopped working. <laughs> None of the cars that were affected by it, they were all just fine. I mean, it was it was a huge overreaction for the most part. Some of it, okay, fine. Uh, and and the reality for government on the government side was how much legacy stuff they were still running. And that was back in 2000, 21 years ago. We were running stuff back then that was considered outdated. And Cobalt, Cobalt is from what, the 60s, the 60s or 50s? Yeah, well, they probably started in the process of the, the original code basic code and, and I, stuff that was I, I'm kind of wondering, like, how many of these engineers that they hired, the guy got into it and said, Shit, I wrote this back 50 years yeah, ago. <laughs> probably some of them did because they, they were hired back. And he's probably like, man, I should have wrote and written more no I should have written more callbacks and notes on this. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I, I haven't studied any of the new languages that are out there lately, but it, it, it is interesting. I wonder what the evolution on uh, code writing, how far it's gone, because there, there seems to be a new language every year that pops up that is the language of the moment that everybody writes their, their code in. And uh, kind of interesting. It's funny. I keep hearing everybody still talk about JavaScript and whatever whatever code the iPhones and Androids take. Besides that, I, I hear a lot of JavaScript stuff. JavaScript. Yeah, but even in, within JavaScript, there's different versions of JavaScript written in different types of codes, too. So there's a whole series of things, and there's all these new languages. and and uh, uh, But some of the legacy stuff is still needed, so they still need some of the old colders still around to be able to help them out. They may, that may happen forever. Uh, oh, yeah. You know. I heard they actually, I, who was it? Somewhere in Reddit, somebody was talking about they're actually teaching some of the old programming languages because they realize at some point nobody's going to know how to do it. <laughs> well, the government has been the big one for storing um, old equipment. And, I mean, because they've got, you know, what do we got now, 50 years of computer 
backup of a you know a programs of of whatever it was running and you know it's the old day of like let's okay if i give you a floppy disk right now and there's probably half the listeners going what the hell's a floppy disk give you a floppy <laughs> disk right now right and i say okay can you run this for me and tell me that's what happens when things get too cold fi- find a computer even in our studio <laughs> we guys we have some old ancient stuff sticking around here find a computer that still has a floppy disk slot in it actually what i what i'm expecting is that in california the department the, the edd is probably using one of those old dat tape machines there's there's <laughs> the somebody EDD maybe yes <laughs> there's there's somebody somewhere trying to figure out how to thread the the, the dat tape on the the old reel to reel yeah they may be i don't know yeah try to figure out you hand somebody a punch card Boy, I wish I had got a bunch of those punch cards. What a great gag gifts to be given to people. I talked to uh, <laughs> I talked to a guy who uh, years ago at a coffee shop. He was a an Indian guy who worked at one of the casinos, and he said he has one of the old punch card. He had one of the old punch cord uh, 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 typewriters, mm-hmm. and he said his kids play it all the time because, like, oh, look at all the pretty symbols and dots and all that. It's like really. It's like, well, it actually <laughs> looks like. Uh, looks like the old-fashioned typewriter yeah right and you type on it and then teaching goes the card spits out yeah right and so yeah. but you got to have a bunch of those blank cards otherwise it really doesn't do anything he know? said it's like what was it his kids use paper or something like that he says kids his kids were playing with it uh all the time because they thought it was neat it's like do they have any idea what it actually is and it's just like no. nobody knows what it actually is <laughs> you know well, you know, you had to empty out those baskets for all the punches <laughs> that were made too. So. Nowadays, it's like, nowadays like the old shredders, right? Well, that's hilarious too. Considering everybody smoked, I wonder how many times those baskets caught on fire. Water fire? It's like, that's a very good question. Because <laughs> they're probably drinking their coffee, holding their cigarette. Something happens, like no, you know, they spill it, drop. Well, you know, they used. You can look at some of the old black and white photos going going way back to the uh, you know the late fifties early sixties of uh, banks and banks of of and it was generally women typists that were busy typing this this stuff in you know and and uh, you could see them there'd be ashtrays around and coffee cups and stuff and so they that is a possibility. <laughs> that some of that may have happened who knows i think that's hilarious of course if, if it was back in the 80s you know if they, they, their hair would have gotten fires who knows yeah. god yeah <laughs> <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen we have just hit an hour does anything have anything else to say any final thought in this another random episode no that's part of the fun of the show being random I so agree with that. Make sure if you want to go to Disneyland, you make your reservations and you have your California legal ID because they're like TSA, they're only accepting the real IDs. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling though that the Disney might be easier to get around than the TSA. I don't know. They man. have no sense of humor. If they're sitting there going through women's purses and bags making sure you don't have selfie sticks, they're getting pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, well try making a bomb joke to the TSA. You know, you, you, you get used to the glove after a while. Yeah, well, you, not going to make a bomb joke to Disney either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to be making no. bomb jokes at them. <laughs> yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I did post to our Instagram account, and yes, the Mad Trio has an Instagram account. One of my favorite albums when it was released, it was Fear Factory's Obsolete. So my question to you, if there's anybody out there, what is your any- favorite album? Any album? Just curious to see what type of music you're into. Ladies and gentlemen, as always... Thank you for listening. Bye.